Chelik Chav Gimel, Volume 23, the first Sikha for Parshas Masay. This Sikha is on the Pasuk, Ele Masay B'nei Yisrael HaShayotzu Me'eretz Mitzrayim. That these are the journeys of B'nei Yisrael that they left the land of Egypt. And then it goes on in the Parsha to enumerate the 42 stations, the 42 journeys that they had throughout the Midbar, throughout the 40 years that they were in the desert, until they reached the final destination, which is Yarden Yerechoi, by the Jordan, right before Yericho, right before Jericho, the point of entry to Eretz Yisrael. In this Sikha, the Rebbe will explain how these journeys play out in the life of every Jew, and especially in the time of Golos, and even more specifically, in the three weeks that we are in right now. Just a quick thing to familiarize ourselves in Yeshayo, in the book of Isaiah, describing the virtues of Mashiach, it says, that he will have a sense, Rechoi literally means he'll have a sense of smell of the fear of God, and he won't judge by the sight of his eyes, he will not discern by what he hears with his ears, rather he'll have a sense of smell, and the Chachamim tell us, the sages tell us that this is a great virtue that Mashiach will have, which is called Moirach Vadoin, that will have literally a sense of smell and be able to determine things with absolute accuracy, even more than what one can see with his eyes. Let's go into the Sicha. On the Pasuk, which says, Eile Masse B'nei Yisrael. These are the journeys of B'nei Yisrael. So we ask the, the famous question, since the Torah details all the places in which they camped, stopped, all the stations that they stopped at, the question is, it would seem to be more fitting that it should have said, Eile Chanoyos B'nei Yisrael. These are the stations, these are the camps where the Jews camped throughout the de- desert in the 40 years. Why does it say, Elamase, these, the, these are the journeys? Moreover, if you think about it, most of the time throughout the 40 years, not just a significant amount of time, but if not most, if not almost all of the time, they were not in a continuous mode of travel. Rather, they were camped out. Some places, they said a significant amount of years, they stayed camped out there. And each place had its significance, where they put up the Mishkan and so on. So if so, the question becomes even stronger. The, 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 it would seem that what's significant is not where they traveled, but where they station, were stationed, where they were camped. So why does it say Ela Mase versus Ela Chanoyos? These are the stops, these are the camps of B'nai Yisrael. Now, perhaps we could try it, we can answer it according to what Rashi explains. Rashi explains, quote, the place where they were stationed, the place where they were camped, is also called Masa, a journey. Why? Because from the place where they were camped, later they continued on and they journeyed on. Okay, in other words, Rashi is saying, because from the, they were, they, they, they traveled from the Hanoya, they traveled from their encampments, they traveled from their stations where they were stopped, therefore you can call it Masay. But the Rebbe says he rejects it. Because if you think about it, still what we're saying is that the main purpose, so to speak, the main objective was not the traveling, but rather the destination at which they became stationed. And in fact, each one had its own characteristics. Each one, some of them were good, some of them were bad. And as we mentioned, you put up the Mishkan, they became an established station where the Yidden stayed, whether it was a day, whether it was many years. 
But that seems to be the thrust, the objective, is where they stopped. In other words, not the traveling was the, was the Iker, but rather the resting, the place where they stopped. So if so, the question is, again, why does it say Ele Mase versus Ele Chanoya Ispine Yisrael? Now perhaps we can answer this, that maybe since the entirety of the purpose of their travels was not so much about where they stopped along the way, but that they should reach the ultimate stop, the ultimate destination, which is Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, we can look at it as one long journey. The journey that began from when they left Mitzrayim, and the journey will culminate, as it is about to happen now, at the Yarden Yerechoi, at the Jordan River, where they right near Yerichoi, where they're about to enter Eretz Yisrael. Says the Rebbe, this would be a good answer if it said in the Pasuk, Ze Masa B'nei Yisrael. In singular form, in Roshin Yachid, if it would have said, this is the journey of B'nei Yisrael that they left Mitzrayim until they came to the land. Then you say it's one long journey. And even though there were 42 stations along the way, and some of them took many years, they were there, camped out there. But then you would say, this is the purpose, the main objective. In other words, the Iker is the Masa, the travel, the journey. And therefore it says, Zem Masa. But that's not the case here. It doesn't say, Zem Masa B'nai Yisrael. It says, Elem Mas'ei B'nai Yisrael. In Loshin Rabim, in plural form. In other words, that this is telling us that the intention over here is the... The, the, the purpose over here that the Pasuk is trying to emphasize is the various travels, or like we, like we explained, the various stations which they had along the way. Now, if you think about it, back to that. The, the, what's significant and what stands apart, what makes them stand apart one from another is not the traveling, but rather the stopping, the various stops that they had, the various stations. They are what make it significant and break it down into 42 various mas uh, and That's where they get the plural form. So back to the question that the Chanoyos, it's the stations, it's the encampments, which seem to be the Iker, which seem to be the main thing. And therefore they should be the determining factor. And therefore it shouldn't say Ele it should say Ele Chanoyos. Now the Rebbe adds a very interesting teaching from the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov says on this Pasuk, says the Baal Shem Tov, that these 42 journeys is actually take place in the course of the life of each and every Jew. And that quote, they left Egypt, he explains this to me in the beginning of it all, when a person is born, and all the way to the very last stop, which is that they came right near, about to enter the Eretz HaChaim, the true land of true life, the holy land. And in the, in the case of every person, that's when you're about to end life and en- enter the Eretz HaChaim Hel Yoyna, the, the land of true you know, spiritual life. And now, and the Balshantov explains that even though we do find that some of these stations 
did involve some very, very negative occurrences. In fact, so many things that happened that even seemed to be against Hashem's will. But still, the Vashantav explains that deep down, each and every one represents holy aspects and holy goals. For example, he gives the case of Kivroi Sataiva, which literally is translated the, the uh, graves of the indulgence. What is that? What happened over there? In short, what actually happened is you had the people there that had the taiva. They had this temptation and indulge, they wanted to indulge in meat and so on. And they ended up dying and they ended up getting buried there. And that's why the place became called Kivrois Hataiva. The, 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 the burial, the graves of the indulgence. Because it says that Sham Kogru as Sa'om Hamis Avim. Over there they buried the people who had this temptation, who had the indulgence. Now it's a negative thing. But the Balshandav explains it in the life of a Jew to mean when a person reaches a true level of Chachma, this represents Chachma, in other words, true essence of intellect, and that causes that a person should, quote, bury their indulgences, bury their temptations. Because when a person has true wisdom, a person has true <clears throat> perspective, then all indulgences and all temptations become minuscule, become insignificant, and they don't anymore bother the person and play a significant role in his life. Says the Rebbe, according to this teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, the question becomes even stronger. Since each place has a special characteristic, and as we gave one example now, represents another station, another aspect, another goal in the life of a Jew, then once again, it shouldn't have been written in the Pasuk, these shouldn't be called journeys, but rather they should be called chanayos. Because each one is another spiritual destination, another spiritual accomplishment in the totality of one's life in serving Hashem. So why is it called Elamase? So the Rebbe explains, the explanation, all of this is as follows. That we, a person has to know that the optimal, optimal mode of, of a life of a Jew is that he should always be in the mode of Mase. Constantly moving forward. Never stopping. Never stationary. And the Rebbe explains. Stationary doesn't mean that one stops totally. It's obvious that you don't stop going forward. But sometimes it can seem like a person is going forward. In other words, they get somewhat elevated in their Avodah Hashem. But however, they're real, really still in a stagnant mode. How can that be? When one's elevation, when one's achievement is proportional to, the, to where they already are. And proportionally, they get elevated a little higher. Proportionally, they get a little more accomplished. That is considered, says the Rebbe, a vayachanu. That is considered that they are stationary. They, they got a little higher, but they're stationary. They're still stuck in that same place, in that same realm. What is really demanded from a Jew is that a Jew should constantly elevate oneself, should constantly, quote, travel in a disproportionate manner. And then they become a true traveler, a true, quote, mover forward. And the Rebbe gives an example. You can be a student of the Torah. Let's give me just one example. And... What's the student of the Torah called? A Talmud. Now in the realm of Talmudim, of students, you have different levels. You have a basic student, a much higher, more advanced student, a student that it says is Machim Es Rabbi. He even enlightens his master, his teacher. But at the end of the day, they're all in the category of students. What happens when one graduates, 
one elevates to the status of a Rav or a Dayan, they're still a student of the Torah. But now they're in a disproportionately higher where they were before than compared to what they were before as just a regular student. So likewise, when a person gets elevated, when a person advances in the service of Hashem, it has to be in a matter that is disproportionate to where they were before. To go to a totally, to travel to a totally new destination. And now the Rebbe takes it deeper. And this whole idea of going, quote, from strength to strength, which we said has to be a disproportionate elevation, there is actually two aspects. There's two ways to look of it. You can, you can, there's an aspect of going away, meaning removing oneself from the prior realm, which could be translated into the word masse, travels, journeys, you're going away, you're traveling away. Then there is the aspect of reaching that new destination, which is the equivalent of the chanoya, the stop, the campment. Now, since the emphasis, or as we explained, in the life of a Jew should be and is on the masse, on the continuously going away from where you are before, removing yourself from there and becoming disproportionately more distant in a higher manner to where we were before, therefore, it is more appropriate, and now we understand that it makes sense that it says elem masse, because the emphasis is not as much on the chanoya, on the destination that you're going to reach, but it's more on the fact that you're in a constant mode of masse, of leaving where you were before. So, And then, of course, eventually you reach a higher level, but you're constantly traveling away. You're journeying away from where you were before in a disproportionate manner. And the Rebbe actually brings, to back this up, various sources, some from the Psukim, and some even from Gemara, from the Yerushalmi, that the term journey which is Maso or Nisa ben Eleicha, could also be used as a means of describing a state of removing oneself, either physically going away from a place, or in a, as a state of mind, removing yourself from one state of mind and going into another state of mind. So you can see where the word Masse emphasizes this idea of going away from, going away from where I was before in order to go higher. And the Rebbe says this is also the explanation into the Pasik. As the Alter Rebbe asks, what do you mean that they left Egypt? These are the journeys that they left Egypt. They only left Egypt once, asked the Alter Rebbe. And therefore it should say, or that they left Egypt. The moment they left Egypt and they came to the first stop, to the first destination, they're already out of Egypt. But the Al-Tarebbe answers, he explains, that Mitzrayim is not just a geographical location, rather it's a concept, which means constraints and restrictions, meaning that as long as, says the Al-Tarebbe, you didn't reach Yarden Yerechoi, which is the ultimate level, still, no matter how much you've accomplished, no matter how much you achieve, you're still somewhat, in a, in a sense, in the mode of Mitzrayim, and therefore, says the Al-Tarebbe, you have to constantly travel to leave Mitzrayim. In accordance to what we just explained before, it was to make sense even more. All the accomplishments, all the stations, quote-unquote, that they achieved, that they reached, are still not the Shleimus Hagmar. They're still not the ultimate completion of, quote, going out of, out of Mitzrayim. Rather, you have to constantly go out, go out, go out, 
and to reach even higher and higher and higher. And therefore, it makes absolute sense that it's called Mase in the plural, and that it says, because they continuously have to go out of Mitzrayim. Now, the Rebbe says, add another thing. It's known that these 42 stations that they made in the desert are also a remez for the time that we are in Golis. It's what's called the Midbar Ha'amim, the desert of the nations, right? When a desolate place compared to where we're supposed to be in Yerushalayim as far as holiness is concerned and as far as peace and tranquility. Now, according to this, that old, that it makes sense because all the, quote, stops, every stop we made along the way in Golos seems to be a negative thing, an expression of Golos. And especially any one of those 42 which are were actively and actually negative, certainly they symbolize very negative aspects of the Golos. But still, in the sum totality, what are they called? They're called Mase, they're called journeys, as if there's something positive about them, as if there's something going forward about them. How can that be? If these 42 represent all the stations along the way, all the terrible things that happened in the whole uh, Golos period, from the beginning until Mashiach comes, how can we describe it, how can we call it Mase? But the explanation is because the true purpose and intent, in other words, the objective of going down into Golos is for the Tzorich Aliyah, for the purpose of the elevation that will come from it. The Yisran Ha'oyimir HaChayshach, how the light will become even more elevated, Dafke, through and because the darkness. And therefore we understand that the descent into the Golos is really part of the Aliyah, of the ascent, and therefore, it may, which is the Gili, the revelation of Mashiach, and therefore... It's it's uh, it's it's appropriate to call it Masay, and we see it actually hinted in the very last destination, where it says that they reached Yarden Yerechoi. Now you remember Yerechoi means is a city name of a city, but it also is part of the word of Harichoi Beruach Hashem, which is a reference to Mashiach. That you see how it's hinted that they left from Mitzrayim from the very beginning from a constraint. And they continuously travel and travel and travel and travel. And even though along the way, there are many descents and there are many slip-ups and there are many difficult stops, as we know history. But still, the ultimate purpose is the oil, the light that will come at the end, which is hinted in Yarden Yerecha. And even if a Yid Chas finds himself in a state where throughout, during Golos or during one's life, one sometimes slips and they feel like maybe they become distant from Hashem. They become distant from what they were supposed to do. Or maybe even they did something that perhaps angers Hashem. They have to know that even that, says the Rebbe, is part of, quote, the Masay, the journey, the thrust forward. And ultimately, when they do tshuva, that will elevate even that. And therefore, really, ultimately, everything is Masay. And now we can appreciate especially the connection to the three weeks. Masay is always read in the middle of the three weeks. In fact, typically it's read Shabbos Mevarchim of Chodesh Av. The worst, that means the climax, the worst period of the three weeks. Because here, when we come into these days, that it's very easy to become it's very easy to become depressed and to fall down in spirit because of the situation of Godless, which is especially highlighted down the three weeks. Then we read this, this 
parasha, which reminds us that everything really is a mode of Maasei. It's part of the journey, and it's a part of the positive journey. Even though on the surface it seems to be negative, but really, ultimately, as we explained, it's the positive journey, and this helps a Jew to have extra chayis and islavos, to have to be invigorated and excited about doing this avoda and hastening the coming of Mashiach, which certainly will come as a result.